Hello, 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 and welcome to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. It's your girl, Athena, and where'd she go? Why we always lose Renata? Oh, Renata. Sorry, I hit a mute and then I clicked it again. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be live unless oh, there was gosh. bloopers, right? <laughs> Don't get no attitude because I call you out. It's been a lot going on in my life. So how are you? <laughs> the same. I have, you know, everybody, we got all, we, I don't even know how to say it correctly. We all got our sugar, honey, and iced tea going on right now. So, uh-oh, are you saying something? Oh, Renata. I can uh -oh. hear Where's you now. Go? You're going a little bit in and out, but it's okay. We'll make it work. I'm oh, here. Okay. You can't so hear me. We're sitting. No, I can hear you good now because at first I was like, uh, what? No, but um, well, why you get yourself together? Why don't we just let Lady J uh, tell the listeners how they can tune in and check out everything that's going on? If this is your first time tuning into the show or to JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends, and followers on all the different ways that they can tune in, be sure to tell them to download the JQLM Radio app on their Apple or Android devices. You can also listen live to JQLM Radio 24-7, 365 via Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, the Stream of Simple Radio app, and a host of other platforms of which you can find located on our website where you can also listen live at egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us. We do follow back. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. You can also connect with Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet, that's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T, -E -E on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also. Also, connect with us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel, Ego TV Network at youtube.com forward slash ego tv network all right so testing testing one two three where you at renata i literally have done nothing different but okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so today our topic is basically talking about what the health because <sighs> Let me just say, I got to get my life together. Um, I went to the doctor for the first time in a long time. <laughs> and I'm having a really bad, hard time with these uh, uh, new things that's going on um, with me. Nothing major. I don't want nobody to panic. Um, you know, um, nothing, nothing major that I, I mean, I hope not. I mean, who knows, but, um, so far my tune up is cool. You know, just got a couple things I got to change, like my eating habits, boo. But, um, so we decided to talk about health today, uh, in this month of June, partly because we're coming up on Juneteenth and you know how our ancestors used to feed us. Um, and, uh, I have become accustomed to all that good stuff. But um, I don't know. We're not. I'm so heartbroken. Like they they try to tell me not to eat cheese. <laughs> not to eat. Well, they try to tell me I'm not sorry. to eat. Um, 
<laughs> fatty foods and things of that nature. My favorite things, you know, like they didn't say I had to necessarily give up uh, popcorn, but I'm sure if I told them how I ate my popcorn, it would be on the chopping block, uh, the hit list, the it got to be gone list. Let's just say that. I don't know, but I need help because I'm struggling with, with this uh, newfound thing that they trying to make me do, a.k.a. eat better. Um, I don't even know what to say. I'm just so heartbroken. <laughs> so, like Stephen said, both of us actually went to the doctor last week um, for different reasons, um, but we both needed to go. Um, something happened that prompted both of us to go. Again, like she said, nothing's Nothing's terribly wrong with either one of us, but um, it, it was just a reminder that the importance of taking care of your body. Um, you only got Ooh, one, um, and you just got to make you a good steward over it. So, um, as some of you may or may not know, Athena and I are um, we're over thirty-five. I'll say that. I don't know if you want people to know how old you are. We over thirty. I don't care. I'm forty, shorty. I'm forty, shorty. So I'm 39, she's 40. And obviously our bodies are going to be a lot different than when we were in our 20s and our teens and what have you. So there are going to be certain foods and things that we just have to do differently. Um, Mm. And even just, we had an incident with with a family member this weekend where they ended up in the hospital and and they're fine. But again, it's just amazing how our bodies are amazing. It can do so many great things but we just have to take better care of them. So I guess, Athena, for you, um, how have you, up until this point, how have you taken care of your body? It, it depends on what decade you're asking. So okay. <laughs> before now, I would say in my 20s, definitely my teens, I was way more active, meaning I did a lot. I, I ran track. I was in band. I was in cheerleading. I was like... Uh, a whole nother different person than I am now. And you know how people have them little memes and jokes. They be like, oh, back in high school, you was this and now you this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's definitely me. Because people look at my old high school picture. They like, you was that skinny? Yes, I, I was. I was. But back then, of course, like I've said in a couple other shows, I thought I was huge because everybody else was a negative zero. In, in in high school for me so back then i was more muscular i definitely had muscle tone all over legs i would kill for that body now let me just say that now um and then when i got to my 30s i just i'm not gonna say i got relaxed but i think when i got in my 30s i kind of just took for granted what the doctor said. So back then, because I used to work at a hospital, I would get you know blood work done often, checking my lipids and my ADLs and ABCs and one two threes, checking all that blood work, and I took it for granted that my cholesterol and all that stuff was lower. My blood pressure was always a one, even though I was still considered plus size on um, on their scale. I was always uh, the Oh, you're 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 plus size, but you're considered obese, but your blood work is great. I took that for granted because I used to brag about it, you know, be like, hey, they say I'm fat, but however, my bad cholesterol is even lower than it should be. So 
now <laughs> that I hit 40 and close to 41, and yeah. these mother suckers had the nerve to tell me that my cholesterol is a little high and my blood pressure was higher than it's ever been in my life. And I was like, am I just nervous? But I have now been instructed. I have to take my blood pressure um, multiple times, you know, to keep a log to, you know, see where I'm at, um, to make sure it's not just events that make me elevate. And it's like my natural thing. Cause they, you know, of course they want to threaten you with medication, but I shall not be that person. Um, and of course, um, they want to label all of us uh, plus sizers with uh, pre-diabetic, uh, but I'm on the cusp of being diabetic. So the the A1C number is this, and I'm like at that last ring of that. And so they're like, yeah, we want you to get that under control before you hit that other side of that and you become diabetic. So, of course, it has uh, gotten me into a, uh, a mood um, because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even like sweets like that. But it's that other stuff that's getting me. Um, the the fatty foods and the cheese and the uh, my popcorn and my black truffle sea salt. I'm sure is not helping. Like the, the stuff that I love to pieces is 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 becoming not uh, my friend. So I don't know. But yeah, so basically I ain't done much in the last 10 years to take care of me like I should because I definitely do not exercise like I should. I don't even like walking far if I don't have to. I'm like, I will circle the parking lot until I find a closer parking spot. I don't care if it's sunny or if it's raining. I, I will circle that parking lot or sit there for a minute wasting time. I'm looking for a parking spot. So now I'm going to not do that anymore. I make a vow to park my little tail a little further and walk my little tail and uh, into the store. So to answer your question, I ain't done much to aid my health in the last 10 years. Um, same question for you, Renata, because I, I can't speak on you. You, you lost some weight. So show last doctor's appointments. However, I think I done gained some since my last appointment. Well, um, I, I would say kind of similar to you, different points in my life. I was healthier than others. Um, also similar to you, had some body image stuff. Um, because it is a little bit of challenge when everyone around it feels like most of the people around you are not as curvy as you. Um, and, you know, we went to high school and middle school and stuff in the 90s and early, early, early 2000, like 2000, 2001, early 2000. So, I mean, it's not curves. They were not the same how we how we values curves now. That's not how it was back in the day, or at least not. We didn't have social media and all that stuff. I feel like I sound like a really old person saying that. But um, well, <laughs> well, um, I'm just saying, like, bracket. I'm just saying, like, I remember when Facebook you had to have a college email and be invited, so like, we was there when Facebook was starting. <laughs> okay, but I digress, I digress. Um, so I would say I was, I was healthier there because I was more physically active. I think when I got to graduate school, it's kind of where 
I wasn't as active as I was. Um, and granted, I had just got married, so I was a new wife and happy and stressed out because of graduate school and all that. So I think that also contributed. Um, I would say going into my 30s um, was really hard because that's when I got my divorce. So um, I still wasn't, I was still healthier. Um, Cause I remember for my 30th birthday, we took a, a road trip and I felt like we did a lot of walking and a lot of drinking and all that stuff. But I remember that trip was the one where I realized you can't hang like you used to. You can't be up all mm -hmm. night. I think that um, you're just going to be okay the next day. Um, Cause that was not the case at all. <laughs> nah. um, so my sleeping, I, I would say I'm not always kind with my body in the sense of I tend to push my body to the point where God be like, oh, okay, you won't take a break on your own. I got you. Um, so my family and friends can attest to that. Um, just even now, I'm just now, as you probably can tell by my voice, I'm just now getting over being sick. And prior to me getting sick, I took two road trips, literally back to back, like Friday and Saturday, and just was pushing my body and pushing my body. And my body is like, no, you're not going to keep doing that to me. Um, so the lesson that I'm continuously working on is getting more rest. Um, like Athena said, I've kind of started being healthier last year towards the end, just because I didn't want to go into my 40s with the same habits I've had in my 30s. Um, so just trying to be healthier because it doesn't always just mean eating a certain way or working out all the time. Because you can work out all the time, but if you have terrible eating habits, it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just there kind of being people weird. who go ahead. No, go ahead. There are a lot of people who are... I was just gonna say there's a lot of people who are healthy body types, but they still end up having heart attacks and things from uh you know from the things that they're eating. Uh, and just it just in in consuming in general, because it's like if you think about it, you can work out 24-7, but if you still go home and eat like a bunch of burgers or like what is that diet that people were eating like all meat and they barely oh. ate a vegetable what you want it's one of them crazy diets and people were like oh i'm losing weight yeah you may be losing weight but what are you doing to the rest of your body because you're consuming all these fatty things all these carbs and things of that nature to basically burn off the fat but some people your body can't handle all that you can't handle having greasy meat 24-7, you know, or nothing else, especially if before that your body was used to you eating something else or eating some green things in there or uh, or getting some other type of nutrients in it. You can't just, you know, cold turkey everything because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you should have had a nutritionist on. But I think uh, in general speaking, most people don't do well with those diets because they're not made for everybody. This is true. I don't remember the name of the diet, but I, I mean, we've seen a lot of different diets. Like I remember when we were younger, everyone was doing that cabbage diet where you just ate a bunch of cabbage. Um, <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Eating it every kind of way. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all some funky people because, you know, cabbage on the way out does not smell that great. Okay. <laughs> All these people passing gas from this cabbage, eating, consuming a whole cabbage three times a day. No, mm -mm, not for me. 
<laughs> well, or then the that cleanse that what is it called? The um oh I forget what it's called. I'm not gonna lie, I almost did it, but then I thought about it, I was like, thought oh, it's not a good idea where you have um was it cayenne pepper, lemon juice, and something mm. else? I think Beyonce did it, and so I think that's what kind of caused a lot of people to try it. Um <laughs> believe don't don't i'll have to look that up when we go to break and i can confirm it but just i will say i've never been one on big um doing a lot of like bad diets but still just i haven't always ate like i should have worked out like i should have been like that. So. so besides what the doctor has said is was there any other motivation to to change your habits or to change your eating or just to change your habits in general? Because like for me, I can say that I have been lazy with that. I haven't cared as much as I should have about my eating habits until they said, OK, you got to care now. So I don't know. Was there a motivating factor other than what the doctor said for you? Um, I would say no. Only because I had already started before I went to the doctor, and for me, I went for the doc to the doctor just for um, and I don't mind sharing why what the doctor is telling me. Um, essentially, I've just I've struggled throughout the years with just issues with my um, reproductive system, um, and so she's saying that I may have um, uh, PCOS. Um, which I think is polycystic ovarian syndrome, I believe, um, which would explain a lot of the challenges that I've had throughout the years. Um, but I think the frustrating thing about hearing that, though, is it's not something, it's, it's difficult to diagnose, but it's, it's interesting how just from a conversation, she was able to pick that up, whereas I've had doctors that have kind of been looking at looking at me for years and have not noticed it. So just kind of dealing with, with that and what that means for me moving forward and um and all those things so like how I, I think most of you know i'm a big advocate of like having more natural products for your cycle and things like that so just kind of getting just getting wanting to be healthier all the way around and whatever that means yeah and and it's it is crazy how and we kind of touched on this on our um event we had at Ujama a few weeks back where we had Dr. Hodge and um, this lady from SALT on there as well. Um, just how the differences in care and concern when it comes to different ethnic groups. Now, we all know, like I said, Juneteenth's coming up. So everybody got their um, fist in the air for, for this month. But just thinking about the disparities and how people keep saying, oh, we're going to get it changed. We're going to change this. We're going to change that. Like, how much action have we seen change um, until it affects us? Because, you know, like for me, I have cared about it because I've always had to take care of somebody. Um, so when we come back from break, we can dive more into that. But I just want to pose that question. Like, what do how how impactful are disparities in our care? So. We'll be right back after this break and uh, stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Lady J, and this is a special public service announcement. The Gallery Event Center of Indianapolis, Indiana is now an official partner. If you are a client of mine and you are in need of a venue to book your next event, then book with the Gallery Event Center today. 
who offers all-inclusive packages at extremely affordable prices. But wait, there's more. You are able to book custom all-inclusive packages that have been tailored exclusively for Lady J's clients. And yes, that includes the Ego Entertainment Network clients too. Connect with me today at LadyJ.co to receive your promo code and visit the Gallery Event Center located at 5852 East 82nd Street or call 317-534-6399 and visit their website at TheGalleryEventCenter.com. This has been a special public service announcement by Lady J. Love y'all. Deuces. Indianapolis, Chicago, Atlanta, Florida, and more. Get ready because you've never seen anything like this before. Bounce Back Ology and Friends presents the first annual National Re-Up Experience and Re-Up Awards and Indianapolis is hosting this year. Live performances, networking mixer, music, shopping, interactive panel discussion, award show, brunch, red carpet, all white after party, and more. This epic experience is taking place on Saturday, August 6th at the Spotlight Community Center located at 5060 East 62nd Street in Suite 100 in Indianapolis, Indiana, inside the Royal Suite. Check-in begins at 11.30 a.m. The red carpet all-white after party is going down at 8 p.m. This event is hosted by the hostess with the mostest, Caramel Lucas, featuring CEO of DMB Records, Brian Maurice Brown, who is the Trailblazer of the Year Award recipient for 2022, and the president of Diversity Press, Daryl Johnson, who is the Lifetime Achievement Award recipient for 2022. Who is this for? Everybody. Individuals, professionals, and organizations who are mastering the art of bouncing back, trailblazing the way on how to re-up, to do greater, and helping others do the same. Visit the website to view all other categories and nominees. Tickets are now on sale online at reupexperience.com. That's reupexperience.com. Sponsorships and vendor spots are available, and nominations are being accepted until May 30th. Space is limited, so get your tickets now. The theme this year is We All The Way Up. Reup Experience 2022. You do not want to miss this. If you're tired of hearing the same music and content every 5, 10, or 15 minutes on air, then check out JQLM Radio for the realest, rawest, and most relevant variety of music, talk shows, and more. Start your days with a little bit of gospel and gospel rap from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of my life, I never know you to fail. You deliver me. Then get into some hot R&B. Some hip hop. A little bit of pop. And some Neo Soul for the rest of the day. JQLM Radio, real, raw, and relevant.
And we're back. Um, <laughs> it just makes me laugh when I hear India Irene now because this person on Facebook, he tried to come for India talking about he puts her to sleep. And I was like, excuse me? But it kind of makes me mad and like giggle at the same time because like, how you going to come for India like that? Knowing that she has some hits and she sings her soul. But anyway, that person will remain nameless. I will not say anything about that human being on this show. <laughs> But um, I think he did it. I think he just said it to get some ratings or something because people, it was like people was just going in on him, like, sir, India, you coming for her for real? How much she puts you to sleep? Okay. But everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But anywho, <laughs> back to the show. It just threw me off because I'm like, I remember him going on this whole tangent about how India was trash. And I was like, that song right there was just, anyway, he's a hater. But, okay, so before the break, we were, I was bringing up the topic of disparities and how that plays a role in healthcare. And people know I am a strong advocate for you advocating for yourself, your loved ones, um, especially when it comes to healthcare, because we all know that if you look a certain way, um, you come from a certain zip code or you have a certain insurance, you sometimes get played to the left. And I've had true life experience with this a few times, not just from me, but like loved ones. And it's very disheartening and it's heartbreaking the fact that we have to, um, not only we have to get insurance, to be treated, but then we, it's a certain type of insurance that dictates how we're treated. And I don't know what kind of insurance you have, Renata, but um, I have one of these marketplace ones that is um, I'm finding out is a little bit on the top tier-ish uh, because um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I was treated any differently, but I find that um, I have gotten a little bit more of a ball rolling on some things than never before. Cause I can't tell you when the last time that I've had my blood work returned to me in 48 hours. And that was me going in on a Friday. Like I got a, a phone call. It might've been 72, 72 hours. We're going to say that. And I was like, you're calling me by my results. Like already, like today is what day. And I had to check my calendar I had to look at twice and I was like, um, okay, I guess this is a good thing, but it's like, you know, I hope it's nothing to do with my insurance, but it kind of made me feel like that because back when I had Medicaid, I would be waiting, um, a long time to get my, my results. And then when I had, uh, insurance through IU, it kind of went a little quicker you know when i had it through the actual hospital itself so i don't know do you think there's some truth to it being disparities when or, or just different treatment when it comes to looking at things like your zip code your insurance definitely your race or has your experience been totally different than that um my personal experience has been totally different than that um so but i know that that is that is an issue. Actually, I know Oprah was supposed to be coming out. It may have already came out, but coming out with a documentary about how that does come into play about 
depending on the zip code that you live in and, and all those things. Um, like I said, personally, I've not experienced that. Um, like, I, I guess I would have been on like a children's version of Medicaid. It had a terrible name. So I'm not gonna say what it used to be called <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, but even with that, I had amazing doctors. So like they were on top of everything. And I have a parent that works in the medical field. So I don't know if that came into play also. Um, and even now, and it probably did. It probably did. Um, at the time, well, no, that's, is that an accurate statement? Yeah. At the time they did not work at that hospital, but they were doing different things in the medical field. Um, so I know that that does come into play. Plus that's someone, that particular parent is the one that, um, is really great at advocating. <laughs> Really, really great at advocating. So I haven't had that experience. And even the situation over the weekend um, with the family member, we had to call the ambulance and they got there very, very quickly. Now, I will say it took them a long time to leave, but they were like, we did an um, the assessment because I, in theory, could have beat the ambulance to the um, hospital. And granted, those that know me know I drive fast. I recognize that. And as fast as I made it to the hospital, I should not have made it there that fast, but I did. Um, so that, I mean, but even with that, they were still great service. And this was a particular hospital that I'm not super, super fond of, but they did, they did what they needed to do. So I've, I have personally had a different experience, but I know that it is definitely a thing because I've in the past had to advocate for clients. Um, when I felt like things weren't doing right or people, I felt like people were, um, assume that someone was ignorant and didn't know what was going on or what have you or felt like they didn't understand or you know sometimes you just don't know the right questions to ask and that has not always been specific to a particular race um i feel like i see it more with economics with SES, um which we all know at the end of the day you can pretty much trace everything back to money <laughs> um but that has been my experience I can almost guess what hospital you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got. I you know. As for me in my household, I have no problem speaking on the fact that I dislike a certain hospital within the IU network. Uh, and I Methodist Hospital is the bane of my existence, and has not been kind to my family members that have gone there and. Uh, have not been kind to some other people's family members that I know have gone there. So um, I would hope the powers that be, if they ever do listen to this, you start to talk to the people who come in there because uh, you would get a different perspective. Or if they start doing statistics, how many people come in there and are released and don't do well afterwards, either they pass away or they end up going to a different facility. That would be a interesting statistic to see. But I have had two people in my family go in there and be released and not make it that long afterwards. One was 20 minutes afterwards being released and one was probably seven to eight hours. So and both of those family members, keep in mind, I believe had Medicaid or, and I know one, I know for a fact one had Medicaid and Medicare. Um, I think the other one had both, uh, but I'm, I didn't, I didn't know her, her insurance status, but both of them were females, both of them were black and both of them was released and were gone. 
not too long after. Now, we all know that God has a divine plan and how that works. But if you are looking at how much hand that man had in treating certain individuals, it was not up to my standards. So that's my disclaimer. My bad if you listen and you love Methodists. I do not. So um, <laughs> just saying, I just want to throw that out there. But um, as Dr. Hodge has spoken before, she said that a lot of times doctors want to just prescribe things that are on a list. And it's something that has proven to work, but it doesn't prove to work for everybody, especially not uh, a certain ethnicity. And a lot of times what we have to do, um, we might have to spend that extra money because I even asked my doctor, I said, do you guys do the test to um, tell me what medications work well with me? And they were like, well, yeah, it's expensive, but yeah, we do. And I said, well, how about this? I'll wait until I get a diagnosis before I spend the money, because I think for me, that'll be something that's important for me to um, figure out what I'm allergic to, what works well with my body type. Um, mm -hmm. Because as we know, all these medications that are out here that cause a million side effects, cause a million problems with people um, or people having to go through all these things. And then figure out 20 years later, you were on something that was literally killing you when you could have been on something that was saving you. So um, I can't wait till Dr. Hodge starts doing those tests. So hopefully she does, because um, I know she was said she was debating over it, because we, we definitely as a community need to become more educated that there is something out there like that. Is it called what, a genotype or I can't remember what um, the technical name is. I don't is. remember the exact title of the test is but essentially what the test is they use your dna and based on that they can determine what medications are going to be best for your specific body um from my understanding the point of that test being created was to kind of help minimize people constantly having to try different medications um to figure out what works and then you know switching it up and all that because it typically takes about 30 days for medication to be in your system and and all the things. So um, that was my understanding of why the test was created. So yeah, I mean, in general speaking, can you imagine for thirty days you're suffering through the medication, and somebody's telling you, "Well, just give it a little bit more time. You've only been on it for, you know, a couple of days, but progressively you're getting worse, and you're not feeling any better." And there could have been a medicine out here that could actually help you faster and you see results faster. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's a great thing uh, to have this kind of test. And I can hear a lot of my, my brothers and sisters uh, saying, I want them to have my genes. They'll have a new way to kill me. I mean, in general speaking, they don't need our genes to kill us. I mean, it's been proven. They will bomb the hell out of us if they want to. Um, or they'll send crack or any other type of drug in the neighborhood to see, you know, how many they can kill out. But they don't necessarily need our genes to kill us. You know, it probably will be a more effective way of doing it where they can get around the legality of it. You know, they can be like, oh, yeah. Well, they were, you know, they took the medicine, the medicines, you know, the medicine said it has side effects, but, you know, who was to predict that this would happen? Yes, we know, we know that that could happen, you know, we know that it could happen, but 
in the grand scheme of things, I think there are a couple doctors out here who would love people enough to treat us all um, and try to get to the bottom of, or try even, excuse me, to, um, to, to figure out what can help. Um, because there are some doctors out here who are great um, and I can't even knock them. I mean, the young lady that I spoke with, she's not even um, a full-fledged doctor. She's a, a nurse practitioner, which is a full-fledged doctor with a little less responsibility. But with her, and she was totally the opposite nationality of me, and she was so attentive and listened to me. And she gave me that whole hour if I wanted it. And I was like, no. I don't think I have no more questions, but she was like so thorough and so like in tune to what I was saying. And she listened to me. And after she got through giving me the most thorough breast exam I ever had in my life, um, <laughs> I felt like I left the office with more knowledge and I felt more comfortable in my situation. And, you know, I think if we as African-Americans can get past certain hurts, um, we could probably start to find ways to trust again. And I'm not saying just give everybody your trust, but start to trust some of the doctors and actually take them for who they are and, and listen to them for who they are, because not all the doctors have ill will in, in, in mind. They, they, some of them really do genuinely care and actually genuinely listen to their patients. I don't know. I don't know if that's too far to the left. You think we're too far away from the trust with the doctors to get to a point where we can trust them? I don't know. But again, I think it just depends on your experience. Um, and I think it's a combination of things. One, I think, I think it's important to make sure that you are advocating for yourself and you also have to be accountable for your part in the situation. Um, because if I haven't been to the doctor in years or decades, um, you know, I shouldn't be totally surprised if they're telling me, hey, you might need this done or this isn't right or what have you. Because um, I guess that was going to be one of my questions for you is why do you think sometimes people are, are hesitant to even go to the doctor or even just the dentist? Um, we've had Dr. Taylor on here, which is um, a, a dentist in Indianapolis. Um and she's amazing. I have her as a dentist, so granted I'm biased. But she's talked about how some people don't want to come see her. Because we all, we for whatever reason, there's this negative view of dentists. I don't know where it came from. Um, and again, I've been very blessed that I've had some pretty good medical people. And the ones that weren't, um, I just had to let them go. Because everybody is not for everybody. So if I don't feel like you're doing what I need you to do, I don't necessarily have to continue to have you as my service provider, just like with a therapist. If the therapist doesn't fit, you can fire them and that's okay. So I'm gonna let you answer that question when we come back from our commercial break because we're due for another commercial break. So just stick around and we'll be right back. Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere, from music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. 
At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. Did you know JQLM Radio provides media services like voiceovers, radio advertising, video flyers, and other audio and video services? Contact JQLM Radio today for your brand promotional needs at 317-886-0296 or email jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track. What You Did by CXNST on SoundCloud.com slash Official Lopez. Music promoted by FreeStockMusic.com. Hey there. If you can hear my voice, this is Pamela, host of Hospital the Tea, here to remind you that Eagle Entertainment Network has a lot for your business. Listen, honey, you need to get with it. Eagle Entertainment offers various services, media coverage, red carpet services, promo interviews on air. They offer meet and greet services, honey, not to mention other event services. You want to get in gear. Eagle Entertainment is empowered, greatness optimized. We're now booking and spots are going fast. Eagle serves the United States and all event types, honey. So if you are opening a business, having a store opening, a restaurant opening, and you want some coverage, Eagle Entertainment is the way to go. Call or text 317-886-0296 or go to eagleentertainmentnet.com. Okay, so before we went to our commercial break, I was asking, well, the question that I was posing was, why do you think sometimes we don't do a good job at just making those appointments and going to the dentist twice a year and the eye doctor and getting our physicals and all that and just sometimes advocating for yourself? And I recognize some of that is you may not know that you can advocate for yourself, but kind of what would you say, Athena, personally? as if it may be the thing that's maybe prevented you from going or what have you? Um, 90% of it before now was insurance because I didn't, because I was so used to having group insurance and um, paying for it every two weeks through my employer and all that. So when I, when that went away, when I actually had to start to pay for it myself, like weekly, monthly, whatever it was, even though I was paying for it through my group before, me paying for it, like seeing it come out of my check, kind of was like, mm, I can do something else with that money. Um, but then I started to feel a certain type of way. And I started to feel like something was weighing on me, like some some part of my body was just not acting right. So I was like, maybe I should make an appointment. So I bit the bullet and got um, insurance, which was awesome. Um and I work for a company now, a dentist office that does not offer company benefits per se, or the benefits that they offer are so expensive. I was like, I ain't paying that. So I found some of my own. So thankfully she's agreed to kind of help with that 
uh, fee because she would have been paying for it anyway. If I paying half of it anyway, if I would have went through hers, but thankfully she chose, even though I found my own, to still, you know, consider half of my, my portion, which has been saving me some time, energy and money. So I know for me, 90% of that was the fact that I did not have that corporate insurance and that corporate, um, discount because you know we can play games all day long but when you work for corporate america and you're only paying like a hundred dollars a month for insurance versus having to pay what i should be paying is like 400 and some dollars a month for this insurance i don't know nobody who walks around like i want to pay 400 dollars a month for insurance um especially health insurance i mean we might pay that for something else but um but just to pay for health insurance when you 99% of the time don't use it. It's just that one time you don't have it is when you need it and you don't get it. So, um, but for me, that was legit. The biggest reason was because I didn't have insurance through where I was working at the time. And when we were working for ourselves, like we don't get insurance and people take that for granted. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't get insurance, um, corporate insurance rates. They, you know, they tax you way more because you don't have corporate backing because they don't have 10,000 people to insure. So the, the rates aren't as high. So um, that was a big thing. And I think for as far as advocating for myself, that changed when my aunt passed in 2011. I learned so quickly by heartbreak how to advocate for myself, my loved ones so much more. Because um, if, if you don't advocate or if you're not the voice for somebody who doesn't speak up, Sometimes, and I like I said, I've seen the bad side of that. I've seen the bad side of not speaking up um, or trusting that these doctors have the best interest in heart um, for your loved ones. Because I, I thought for sure that she was being released from the hospital because she was better. Um, but come to find out, she was just released because I think they were sick of housing her. I mean, to be honest. Um because to be gone from a hospital and be gone uh, physically, you know, be gone to glory within 15 to 20 minutes of being released, um, to me still doesn't sit like you gave somebody their best care. You're, you didn't give anybody your best foot forward, in my opinion. And that's where I struggled with for a long time. So from that point forward, I was like, nope, nobody who's near me, who I can advocate for, they, they can hate me all they want to at the nurse's station, but I'm going to stand here and I'm going to advocate for my loved one because I've been on the bad side of that. I've been on the side of that where I've had to explain to an 11 year old, you know, death and why she can't see her one of her favorite people anymore. I've been to that side where I had to call my grandmother or they had to call my grandmother and, and tell her that her daughter was gone. And she, you know what I mean? So I've been to that side and I don't ever want that feeling again. So from this point forward, if anybody's around me, just know that if, if I see you having some problems, I'm going to advocate for you because I just, I, I hate to see people mistreated and, and especially when it could be prevented. It's like you can you don't have to treat people like they're nothing because everybody is something to someone, whether somebody feels that way or not. You know, everybody has somebody who loves them, even if it's just one person who loves them. There's somebody in this world who loves that person. So you should think about that before you mistreat someone. And that's the same thing for going uh, with anybody crossing the street. 
As much as I have road rage internally, I still kind of keep it <laughs> at bay sometimes because I have to think we all trying to go home. We all want to go home. We all want to get to the same destination. Um, and we just, you know, we're trying to do that in the most efficient way possible. So we just need to have that care and compassion for a human life because we matter to somebody. You know, if, if my life was cut short, it is going to affect somebody, you know, someone, somebody, maybe a couple. But I, I want to make sure that I'm advocating for myself, my health, advocating for my loved ones so that they are here as long as possible um, and, and not being treated like some piece of trash or something that somebody else thinks is expendable just because of who they present to be um, and not who they are valued to be. So, but I was toss that back to you because <laughs> you know I get on my tangents about people not being treated correctly but <laughs> um I guess the first thought that comes to mind is just kind of what does it even mean to advocate for yourself um so I I will let a doctor whoever know in a heartbeat I ask a lot of questions so when I'm there I'm the one that I need you to explain what's going on tell me what this medicine does what should I be expecting how long should I be expecting it? Um, if it doesn't work, what do I need to be looking for? So I, um, in those situations, I definitely try to live in my curiosity. Um, and I also work, and this could just be the therapist in me. I also try to get to know the person that I'm that I'm there with. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, some people might just be having a bad day and you might just be the lucky person, air quotes, that they're taking it out on. So let me have a conversation with you so you can, that might help calm you down and you can better care for me. Because there have been situations where um, <laughs> I can think of an example of, I had to go to ER for some pain that I was experiencing. And I've had some unpleasant experiences with being, having blood drawn. And I always ask everybody that ever draws blood for me. So if you ever have to, do not be offended. This question is for everyone. Um, are you good at this? Do you know what you're doing? And most people don't have an issue with me asking that question. Every once in a while, I'll get someone that will say is a little overzealous, a little cocky, and they'll say yes, but then they're not good at it. So I tell everyone, you get two tries. After the second try, you need somebody else who has to do it. I don't care if you've been doing it for decades. It is what it is. You're not going to keep sticking me and hurting me because I've had that before where I didn't speak up and I ended up with a bruise. I've had, I think I was with you, Athena. Um, at Black Expo, it took seven people to draw my blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was because they didn't want to take the needle out. Um, so the seven people attempted to just get blood from without having to take this needle out. Um, and they they didn't hurt me. They were very very gentle with it. But I meant what I said about the you get two tries. And some people laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm serious. One guy, he even. When it got somebody else, and they was like, you're really good. He was like, yeah, but she looked like she ain't playing. So, like, <laughs> when it comes to something like that, like, if you know you don't have the best veins, then, no, no, hey, I got rolling veins. Or, hey, I have small veins. Or, hey, I haven't had a lot of fluids today, so you might be hard for you to find my, like, just even letting them know the heads up. Yes, they, I'm not saying stop people from doing their job, but if I can give you the heads up, that's going to make the situation better. Why not? Right. 
Cause I had that experience too with with my then my my <laughs> my doctor's office. A young lady, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." I was like, "Again, we're not gonna have this argument. This is our first time meeting. I don't want to dislike you, so please, I'm telling you now. I drank water yesterday because I knew this was going to be tough, but I'm telling you, my veins are tiny. They do what they want to do. So if you want us to have a good rapport, I suggest we try this." one time for the good time and if you still can't get it i'm suggesting to you to go get a butterfly needle because she was like oh no i don't need a blood fly she looked at my arm she said yeah you do i'm like i'm trying to tell you ma'am like i'm trying to save us both some heartache here and she tried it one time and she's like mm, this vein just moved on me i i told you that was going to happen i'm trying to tell you i have horrible veins and the second time she got it and she was like, oh my gosh, you are not lying. You're a difficult stick. I'm like, so you thought I was telling you a story? I mean, this is not story time, ma'am. So I was like, we're we trying to tell you what had happened. So let's just make it not happen. So I think they know now that when it comes to blood draws that they're going to have to be patient and not try to poke me. I'm not no pin cushion. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not that. So um, I know we got, what, a few minutes left of the show. So I guess to wrap it up, like what advice would you give someone who is struggling with pushing themselves to go to the doctor or what advice would you give them to maybe how to start? Because like you said before, when you have a therapist, you interview them, you see if you like them, you know, bang, boom, pat. If you, if you vibe, you vibe, you don't, you don't. The same thing with your medical doctor. I mean, but what, what, if, if I was your client, what advice would you give me in order to start that process? Well, I would say just like with anything, you want to get a baseline. So, and there are, not every doctor, other thing this year, just pushing medication or what have you. Um, the, the person that I actually went to, I specifically went to them because they, they practice more function, functional medicine and um, it's kind of more holistic. Um, not to say that they won't prescribe medication if need be, but they'd rather go, hey, let's shift how you eat. Hey, let's try some supplements. Hey, let's try some vitamins before we try something else. For example, the night before I went to go see them, um, my sinuses were so swollen that my teeth were hurting. Um, and they were like, okay, well, try this first. So they didn't have, and she's big on, I don't want you just spending a bunch of money just to be spending it. So they had me buy some over-the-counter stuff, told me to take some vitamins. If I wasn't better by this day, then call them, and then they would give me a prescription for antibiotic. So they were like, I don't want to give you one when you really may not need it. You may just need some vitamin C and some zinc. <laughs> so, and it worked. Now, granted, I still have a little bit of mucus and stuff, a little bit of congestion, but it's also allergy season. The pollen is ridiculous. It is what it is. So just kind of doing the research, asking people, hey, who do you go to? Do you like your doctor? When you're there asking them questions, it's okay to ask them questions. I mean, that their job is to, to answer your questions to make sure that you know what's going on. You don't, I wouldn't want to go to, we, we do that with our bankers and everything else. So why do we feel like we can't do it with our medical people? Yes, they may be the experts in that area, but that doesn't mean they can't answer questions for you. That's not what that means at all. So I would say at least get a baseline, know your numbers. Even if they say, hey, you want to try this, you may say, okay, well, let me find someone that's more holistic and go that route before. Obviously, we're thin and I are not doctors. So, you know, you got to 
do what makes the most sense for you. But I would say at least get a baseline. Yeah. Well, that's definitely uh, good sound advice. Uh, Pre-PhD, Renata. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to get finished. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's not for me either. So <laughs> I know that for a fact. Starting over is not what I'm about to do. But anyway, um, and I echo exactly what you said. I mean, in, in general speaking, I know we have to start being more uh, steadfast and unmovable when it comes to certain things and certain topics with ourselves. So um, health should definitely not be a back burner when it comes to um, us as African American people. So, uh, so what you eat and all that. Yes, our grandparents <laughs> ate unhealthy, but they also had stuff that was more natural. They grew, so, I mean, they grew it. <laughs> they grew it. They bred it. They fed it. They did it themselves. So, <laughs> I, I mean, because in general speaking, think about that. How many of our family members had farms or farm land or gardens or things of that nature who grew up on acres and acres my grandmother grew up on that now did she adopt that no but she grew up on that acreage of land and they grew their stuff and they fed their hogs and all that stuff so and that was healthier um because as we know the food now is being preserved and uh all kinds of things are sprayed on it and we've got to get more uh in tune with what we're eating and what we're putting into our bodies. So mm -hmm. our bodies are temple. Ooh, ooh. So <laughs> not just sexual partners. We got to be good with the food partners too. So um, on that note, by the time we get on here again, I want everybody to have at least made a doctor's appointment or know your status as far as your health is concerned. Check your breast if you're uh, everybody needs to check their breath, men and women, because that's the misconception too that men don't get breast cancer. And I know of two that have had breast cancer. So, um, uh, get your breast checked, your chest checked, however you want to say it. Men, get your testicles checked, get your prostate checked. Um, so everybody just get something established between now and the next time we meet next week. So uh, anything else we got to cover? I mean, I know we got some events coming up. Can't wait for the re-up event, which you guys heard on the beginning of the uh, broadcast. Um, we also have um, a will or estate planning event coming up in August as well. Uh, we have a caregiver event coming up in September. What else am I missing, Renata? Oh, we were going to do a self-defense or something too, weren't we? We, we Check our website, empowerliving.net. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember, but just stay tuned. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter, please, sure. and thank you. And please be sure to listen to us every Monday, same time, same station. So, so next week, y'all have a blessed one. Have a great. Week.